You want to strengthen your faith, just pray more. Just pray more. The more you pray, the more faith rises in your spirit. And especially the more the words you know and the more the words you pray. You talk about your, your faith level just beginning to rise exponentially. But men ought always to pray. Women, of course, people of God should always pray and not faint. And then he, he gives this parable, which always remember, it was something he'd already observed, be it in nature or human nature. And then he kind of transmutes it, if you will, and then he communicates it in this parabolic form that people can really, really grasp, even though there's a deeper spiritual meaning always behind it. And he says this, there was in a city a judge which feared not God and didn't even regard man or didn't even care for people. He was, he was, he was, he was just an inconsiderate beast of an individual. Anyone ever met people like that? Do you work with people like that? Do you have family? No, we won't go family. But anyway. So this, this judge, he could care less about anyone's condition. Now, isn't it interesting? Jesus uses a judge who has no empathy, no compassion, no mercy, no consideration for people. Now, I know none of you here have ever had to stand before a judge. The ones who laughed have been there. But anyway, but I don't know about you, but it's good to stand before a judge who has at least a little bit of compassion, a little bit of empathy. Have, have you ever been in a courtroom or, you know, I've heard people tell me in courtrooms that... That when you're there in that courtroom, and especially if, if it's like an open case thing to where you're, they're, they're just herding people in like cattle, right? And, and that, you know, typically I've heard people say when they have to go in, they're usually, of course, last anyway. So they have to hear everyone else's case. So these people who've told me who've been in those situations, that they begin to, they begin to find out who, what, what kind of judge that really is. Just by, just by listening to the sentence that is levied to the people preceding them. And, and you begin to kind of gauge the barometer of this judge. And you can tell if they're super hard-nosed. You can tell if they have absolutely no mercy, no compassion. You know, one of those straight-A students from kindergarten through high school, then, of course, you know, and, of course, they were the valedictorian, salutatorian, you know, in high school and never, never did anything wrong. A little humor there, you caught that. <laughs> I think you were only a few other people. But anyway, <laughs> to valedictorian and salutatorian. Any, okay, anyway, so... So then they go into college, you know, and it's straight A's all through college, and they find a cure to, to cancer, and, 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 and they, 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 of course, solve climate change and, and reverse uh, the ice polar caps are melting, all that kind of stuff. And, of course, you know, they, 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 they graduate sigma cum laude extraordinaire and all that. So anyway, so then, then they go on to be a judge. So see, they've never done anything wrong. They've been perfect. So they can't even remotely relate to someone who's been down and out 
and by, a circ- by circumstances and maybe, maybe places where they shouldn't have been. You know, because bottom line, ain't, ain't much going on good at 2 in the morning. But anyway. But that judge is just hard nose, hard line. But then you find judges you can tell. Now, not that they have a former criminal record because you can't be a judge if you're a convict. But anyway. I'm enjoying this if you aren't, so just give me some grace here. But anyway, making a point here. It's going to tie in later, believe me. But that judge has had some life experiences. They're again not saying they don't have a criminal record, but they have known people. They've helped people. They've dealt with people. Maybe they used to be in social work, whatever it was. Maybe they've had family members, a brother or sister, maybe parents who are in that type of lifestyle. And so they adhere the law, they uphold the law, but they at least have some consideration. Of not, 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 not by any means that, that there's this changing code of ethics and morality whatsoever, like some people believe. I don't espouse that whatsoever. But that person there again, they have a little understanding. Now see, I don't know about you, but I'm glad God has some understanding. I am glad that God has some understanding that when I fail, when I mess up, when I do things, say things, whatever the case is in the past, of course, I'm sure I'll be perfect from here on out, but I am so glad that when I go to God that He is understanding and He's merciful and compassionate and He realizes that I, you, we, all of us are still human. Everyone say amen to that one. So this judge, he could care less about people's humanity. He could less about the human aspect of your, and, your, and your condition. Hard-nosed kind of judge. That's what Jesus is trying to make clear here. Verse 3, and there was a widow. There was this lady who was left to make her own way in life. Keep in mind, in that day and time, in that era of history of the world, even preceding, even following that for millenniums, do you realize this, that when... That when the husband died, and, if they're, and, and, and especially if, if, if they were not in the covenant of Israel, if they were not either Jewish, natural Jews, or if they, were not, if they didn't proselyte themselves into uh, the Jewish faith religion, do you realize this, that they had no one to look after them? Many women, one or two things, when their husband died, the, the sole breadwinner of the family, one or two things was going to occur. They were either going, especially if they had any debt at all, if they had any debt at all, no matter how small it was, if they couldn't pay it off immediately, they're sold into slavery. Don't pass go, do not collect $200, you're going directly to slavery. Simple as that. Or here, here was the, the other course of action that widows in that day and time had. You go into prostitution. As simple as that. You got one or two choices. And many times they both kind of came hand in hand. So Jesus made it very clear that there was this widow in this city. She came unto that judge who could care less about people. And she said, avenge me or right the wrong. I need justice prevail in my life. I'm innocent here. The only thing I'm guilty of is living my life. The only thing I'm guilty of is trying to do what's right. The only thing I'm guilty of is endeavoring to make 
a better way for myself. So this was the condition she was in. She comes to that judge who could care less about anyone. And she said, I want you to avenge me of mine adversary. Right the wrong in my life. Verse 4. And he would not for a while. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, though I fear not God. He even acknowledges. He feared not God. Had no respect, no reverence for God. And neither cared for people. Could care less for people. I could care less about your dilemma. I could care less about your plight in life. It doesn't even remotely move me that you're either going to be sold into slavery or you're going to go into a life of prostitution. I could care less about that. Because I'm going home to my fine home, drive my fine car to my fine home, have a great meal, and I'm going to be fine. So your problem is no concern of mine. Have you ever known people like that? Yet because this widow troubleth me. I like how that is phrased in the King James Version. So what we have here is a time span that has elapsed. From the time she first came to him and said, avenge me of my adversary. You need to write this wrong in my life, or if not, my life's ruined. My life's over. And so eventually, we're actually going to pick up later. We just don't realize that. He still didn't care for her, her condition, didn't care anything about the God that she served, but he's saying, you know what, I'm getting tired of her troubling me. I'm getting tired of her coming back time and time and time and time again and continuing to ask me, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming to me, she wearies me. I love that word right there. Now stay with me on this. This is going to tie in together and you are going to shout for joy. That she is weary, she, she's so weary, she is wearing me out. I don't like this wearied atmosphere that she is projecting toward me. So that word, I need to say that word weary just simply means to wear out. This is how life works. Either the thing you're dealing with is going to wear you out, or you will wear it out. It's as simple as that. You have to get to the place in life. This is what will cause you to not faint. You must wear out the thing that's trying to wear you out. You must, I want you to get this, you must wear out the thing that's trying to wear you out. If not, it will wear you out. It will keep beating you down to where it eventually wears you out. It's, it's the strategy of Satan himself. He wants to wear you out that you begin to faint and give up. Because he knows if you don't wear out and wear down under what he's put upon you, that eventually, if you just keep standing... And having done all to stand, stand. If you will continue to not give in to being faint-hearted, that eventually you start wearing out the thing that's trying to wear you out. I mean, it's simple as this. Simple as this. Whoever's left standing, whoever's left standing when the, when the bell rings is the winner. For more information about our teaching resources, visit our website at ciclive.com.